Yo, what's up, y'all? It's the Hip Hop Professor. Back again. Another episode of No Fucks Given. It's just myself here today. Hoffa J is out. You know what I'm saying? He's doing what he got to do, but I'm here. I have a great guest today. We're going to talk about a topic that I think we don't need. We don't talk about enough. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not the most informed on this, um, but like I said, I'm, I, I humble myself before you all. I'm trying to be a better man, and I want to know, I, I want to understand other struggles out there more. So I have Whitley here. Not Willie from a different world, but <laughs> sometimes her struggles seem like they are from a different world. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about black feminism. Now, I'll be honest. I'm pretty, I'm not going to say ignorant to it, but I always thought feminism was a was an issue that was that speaks strictly to the, the struggles of white women. Um, because black women, from my, from, from my reading of history, have always been a prominent... Uh, place in the in the black family household in terms of con- contributing and working. Um, I mean, I think a couple of years ago, black women became the most educated social group in this country. You know, so mm-hmm. so I don't know. So I've always um. So when you tell me a term like black feminism, it's um. I'm a little perplexed and kind of confused. So so Willie, could you please share share some insight with me? Like help help me help me understand. Yes, 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 yes. So I'll just talk. start with a little bit more about kind of where black feminism started. Okay. So it started probably back in the 60s or 70s, and it came out of two things. Gotcha. So you had the black liberation movement, which at that Can time. Can I just, uh, now I will, I didn't mean to cut you off so quick, mm-hmm. but now I am familiar with womanism. Mm-hmm. And womanism was started by Alice Walker? Correct. Right. And I thought that started in the 60s as well. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that black feminism started the very same time, like there were two groups? Yeah. Huh. Well, actually, what Alice Walker did was take the concept of black feminism and come up with her own concept. But if you looked at her research, mm. you will see that she even states that black feminism to womanism is like lavender to purple, very similar, a lot of overlap. Gotcha. Womanism focuses a lot on women of color in general and not just black women. So <laughs> that's where that came from. So so I guess so. My pushback is: Why would black women want to be more focused on themselves, but still use a term like feminism, which mm-hmm. piggybacks off white women? Yeah. So let's just start by I did get a chance to answer the question about what black feminism is. This is true. This is true. Which happens a lot, <laughs> um, yes, and when yes. it comes to women and men in dialogue, sometimes yes, women okay. can get cut off and not get to say their full statement. So this I do want to go back and <laughs> just talk specifically about what black feminism is, and then Please. we can go from there. Yes, yes. So black feminism started, like I said, late '60s, early '70s, and it came out of two things: mm-hmm. the Black Liberation Movement, mm-hmm. which centered manhood. So. At that time, black liberation, their definition of black liberation was right around how white people were taking manhood away. Mm. So that's even when you have um, a situation like that, that can make women at that time who were black women at that time who were fighting for the same rights feel like they weren't considering also considering that black women are also affected by racism. Then you have white women who, again, they talked about feminism um, and was had the women's suffrage march and different things like that. But it was more so focused on how the rights of women and they Mm. weren't acknowledging that there can also be racism with in the woman's movement, i.e., look at what's happening in 2016. One of the reasons why Donald Trump is even elected is because white women did what? Chose their race this over the what's best for this country by voting for Donald Trump. So, yeah, that's kind of where black feminists started. Well, the name started, but there was a lot of women, if you go back, probably predate 100 years who were doing black women who were doing a lot of work. So black feminism doesn't necessarily ignore the man or men, it just fights for everything. It fights for sexism, it fights for racism, fights for classism, which you can see a lot of classism economically continues to oppress people as well because classism is kind of rooted in the fact that only certain people can succeed and be successful. But yes, womanism, Alice Walker, it's a lot, it's very similar, a lot of overlap. Um, I think a person who can say I identify as black feminism, black feminists can say I identify as a womanist at the same time. Then you have in 1989 where Kimberly Crenshaw um, coined the term intersectionality, which again just put a name to showing up with multiple marginalized identities. So yeah, that's what black feminism is really all about, just advocating for people who can't necessarily advocate for themselves or a lot of times um, ignored and not considered in certain conversations. Okay. Can mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why identify as a black feminist and not a womanist? Mm-hmm. 
I just I keep saying it's an overlap. It is an overlap. That's fine. Why do you choose to overlap with black feminism and not womanism? The reason I choose to use the terminology black feminism is because a lot of the research that I have that I identify with is these women identified as black feminists. So like Audre Lorde, Bell Hooks, um, these people identified as black feminists. And because of the things that the research that they did, it just made me really align with those principles. So that's why I use the term black feminist. But again, if it comes to a situation where well, if I feel like I step in an environment and womanist is more readily acceptable, I'll go with the term womanism as well because again, lots of overlap. So it's pretty interchangeable for you, mm-hmm. honestly. Definitely. Okay. Pretty um, interchangeable, yeah. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess for me, typically when I think of feminism, I just think of a lot of like rhetoric that's, it's, it comes off to me as like man-hating. Mm-hmm. Is that is that exist? Is, does that come with black feminists? Yeah, it's a, it's a myth. There's I've heard things like um, black feminists hate men. Black feminism. Black feminists are all lesbians. Um, black feminists don't care about black people. They only care about black women specifically. Those are some of like the myths that I've heard um, centered around black feminism. Anyway, and when people have ideas like that, it kind of takes away from the message at hand, right? Definitely. And I think, too, when people think about black feminism, it's so negative, kind of like you what you said, because that word feminist can be perceived mm-hmm. as negative. But I think if people were to sit down and really study black, feminist, black feminism and a lot of, of the black women who have done so much work, not just for black women, but for all black people, they will see that it's not negative at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you give me some examples of like some black feminists that did work that uh, that affected, like how could it like can you sp- like what speak to me? I guess like what would a how could I see that? Well, I think if you think about let's just take something more recent like the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Um, that was created by black women who, if you look into research, they do identify as black feminists. Mm. So the Black Lives Matter movement, even though it's very recent, um, I think it does it has brought about some change or at least brought additional attention to mm-hmm. in this new age about police brutality and how it affects um, black people. Mm. So that's kind of like a current example. And then as you do your research, you'll see that a lot of um, movements are either created by, centered by black women or young people. So even thinking about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, folks like that, they were young people when they were advocating or advocates. What do you mean by Malcolm X and black feminism? You no, I'm to. just using that as an example. Okay, I'm saying okay. black women <laughs> and young people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, because um, Malcolm, well, I'll leave that alone. But um, all right. So I think one of the reasons why it's interesting that we're talking about this now is because there's a new movie out, Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've both seen it. Yeah. Um, I watched that movie and I was like, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot to it that um, I was really, I just wanted to talk about. Like I was, I really, it left me feeling a lot of ways. There's a lot of things. First of all, Slim's character was really getting on my nerve. Mm-hmm. I mean, Queen just, we're going to talk about Queen. We're going to talk about Queen. <laughs> Queen, indeed. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, so I was talking at a brunch about it, and somebody made the comment, you can tell it was written by a black woman. Mm, interesting. And I found out not only that, but I have actually spoke with, a, with, a, with someone else about it, and they said, yeah, it's a feminist that wrote that movie. Did you know that? And I was like, no, nah, I didn't. And I hate to say it, but it's like once they said that, I was in my mind. I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. A lot of stereotypes that I think we hold mm-hmm. are commonly illustrated. You know, like it's it's like you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But it's like when you commonly feel like you see these these stereotypes uh, played out for you. I don't know. Which stereotypes specifically? Like Queen had a really arrogant, mm-hmm. rude um like very um, rebellious, like she just—I felt like she just would always challenge, like mm. always challenging. You know, like it's almost—it's yeah. like she'd be challenging when it's like, yo, it's no need for that. Like, yo, just relax, like chill. Absolutely. Well, what I still—I will say to that, I think one of the terms that uh, my boss taught me um, was the grace bucket, right? Mm-hmm. And how sometimes the grace bucket is basically giving people um, the opportunity to be themselves or maybe come across in a way that you don't really like. So if you look more into that character of, of Queen and how she presents, yeah, she presents as a 
know-it-all, um, very, I guess people would use probably the B word to describe her. And that's probably rooted in multiple things. Think about the how black women have to constantly prove themselves, their education, who they are. So I'm even, I'm just making assumptions that because she's a lawyer, she probably can step into environments where people don't always believe or justify or feel like she's competent and she has to constantly prove who she is like a lot of people do with their education. And also we see there's a lot of trauma in her background, right? She talked about how her uncle killed her mother and then still having to stick up for her uncle and represent him represent him so i'm thinking somebody like that then she talked about how she and her mother didn't have a good relationship didn't sound like she had a lot of connections with folks so when i'm hearing all these things about how she grew up and how she was raised it sounds like a very person who's hardened probably over mm-hmm. the years and probably that's probably speaks to the personality that she had um and plus too i'm thinking also just think about when they first met it was on a first date so she didn't have the opportunity. And it's like I tell a lot of people. Too. Slim was a sucker ass nigga. I'm sorry. I got to call it what it is, boy. <laughs> no, it's I'm just no way in hell you telling me. No. But what I'm also about to afford? say is it's that part about vulnerability. Yeah. Right? You have to get to know somebody to be vulnerable with them or be transparent. Uh-huh. In my opinion, like some people just keep guards up before they get ready to know somebody. Because when you allow yourself to be vulnerable with someone, they can take advantage of you. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's what speaks to that character. But. Being, I feel like I feel like you're giving her being rude an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, why why do you assume that Slim didn't also have a lot of trauma? Why do you assume that Slim? Why couldn't everything that she faced? Mm-hmm. How do you know what it, what is it to say that Slim equally didn't have it and he still d- d- presented himself with a much more calmer, relaxed demeanor? Well, you hear what he said. He said he was raised in a two parent household, right? We didn't hear. Even if you go through the whole context of the movie, at what point did he describe trauma? I didn't hear any. The only trauma that he faced was, well, not only, I don't want to minimize, is being in that situation with that mm-hmm. police officer and then end up, police officer end up dying and then being on the run. That was trauma in itself. But I just didn't hear that. So do you honestly, if, I, if I'm, I'm going to make a statement here, um, I believe this whole thing is Queen's fault. Like, really? yes. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna, and I'm going to say to a, to, a, to a degree why. Like the whole stop, she kept escalating shit like she doesn't she don't chill she doesn't chill she doesn't chill like and i'm not saying i'm dead i don't trust me i'm definitely not saying that what that officer did was right but i also realized that sometimes i gotta pick my fights because it's a war going on and that means that sometimes you gotta let certain battles you gotta sometimes you gotta pull back from the battle to maintain so you can win the war and she the type of person that will exhaust all resources to win every battle and you can deplete your army that way. Mm-hmm. I think, too, what you said is so interesting because it speaks to black feminism in itself. How, Or anything, any marginalized ah, idea. Now here we any go. Any marginalized idea. Okay. White, patri- the white supremacy is be- it created a part- patriarchal mm-hmm. society. Okay. And white people, especially white men, benefit from those things. No doubt that. So any marginalized identity mm-hmm. shouldn't be blamed for how they represent themselves because the person at fault is what you just named. Sisters. White supremacy is the issue. Police I, brutality is police the pl- issue. Right. And I, but and now you're blaming the black no, woman no, no, for no, how no, she that's, responded to I, white supremacy. She or, First of all, she wasn't pulled over. She was sitting in the passenger seat. She was she was exhausted anger for for Slim. Slim was the one that was in, was in threat. He was the one behind the wheel. And he was calmly like, yo, I got my license and all that. And she kept on itching it higher and higher. She never should have got out the car. Again, I, I just think the way that people show up is their trauma mm. response. This it He's used to, in situations like that, let me just cooperate. How many times do people cooperate and still end up, stuff still end up happening to them? This woman is an attorney at law. Mm-hmm. She deals with the police all the time. So in her disposition, she's not going to be like, let me cower down to this police officer. If you think about the legal system in itself, police are, are at the bottom. The lawyers, kinda, lawyers, judges are above that. I kind of saw it as like those two were, were, were in a situation and she interjected her, herself into it. Mm-hmm. And that led to it, to, it, to it get bigger than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to make it like a I'm, I'm making an excuse for her behavior. I do think people can show up and have mm-hmm. attitudes and be angry. But I, because I'm a, a therapist, I guess I didn't mention that to begin with, mm-hmm. because I'm a therapist and because I've done so much research around just the way people respond, mm-hmm. I, can, I can see why people could be angry because that's their natural response to a perceived threat. So again, I don't know. 
I'm just thinking in general of somebody who might be perceived as an attitude because you know an angry black woman is absolutely a thing because people don't allow black women to be angry. Can I just be a black woman that's angry? No. Well, I don't have to be an angry Time black out. woman. And I when you think about stereotypes, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, being but her being an angry black woman, I don't, right? No, no, that's not what I was because you know, see, y'all trying to this is and this is where I have my my beast with feminism because y'all, I feel like I'm saying one thing and you trying to rope it all in. I didn't say you couldn't be angry. I'm so saying this isn't. Are why are you angry? This guy. This is this is it. It wasn't really her beef. It was his beef. He was the one. He was the, he was the one in conflict with the police. Mm-hmm. So why are you getting so out of? Why are you getting so emotionally out of control at someone else's situation? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Now, granted, if she was pulled over by the police, if they put they the flashlight, they were both pulled over. You by the police. They were. She, yeah, because because she was in the car. Hell, he was even messing up driving because he was arguing with her while they were driving. She didn't like his music. She cut his radio off. If you get in my car and cut my cut my radio off. I'm going to make sure I put you in a place that's nice and safe, but you're getting out of my car. You can't okay. come in my space and dictate how I move. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. That is imperialistic, which also was something that she may have been taught from her oppression, which we have a habit of doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. When we're oppressed, we learn oppressive behaviors, and we start to push those out. And that's what she was doing. She was coming in his space and, and dictating it, which is not right. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes women can do this because when you are with, uh, especially a man that's trying to present himself as an ally and be safe, I think sometimes women can be overly strong and bully that. So that you feel like that man was trying to present himself as an ally and be safe? I think no, I think I think Slim was just too too damn nice. Just a really, really nice guy and she was pretty abusive to it. She beat him up the whole dinner day. First of all, she was like, I'm only here with you because I didn't want to be home alone. She she asked him, Did you take me here because it's the only place you could afford? Like, yo, that's like two big strikes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she, he might not have asked her on a second date either. So, well, you it know what? Been mutual. Slim, bro, you's on some real sucky shit, man. You shouldn't even finish the first one. Truth be told, you should have got up and left her ass there, let her pay for her own mail. She don't even deserve to be taken care of. That's just, that was crazy to me. That and I think also this, this presents another thing, and, and, and you're probably going to feel like I'm being micro and getting off topic, but Go I on. don't really care. That's okay, I do you. Go this ahead. is the same thing that white, no what white women do. But we're not talking about white women. White right women show up and be nice. Mm-hmm. And feel like that means that they're not racist because I'm nice. Oh my god! So oh you're saying that just because a guy is nice, that doesn't mean he might nece- not necessarily be sexist or never said that. From never said that. Never said that. You're making conclusions on my statements, which is fine. But I need you to be aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're taking one thing and you're making an assumption. I never said that, guys. First of all, some of the worst men present themselves as really nice guys, and that's mm-hmm. how they maneuver by with that or guys manipulate. And, and manipulate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying sometimes you have genuinely nice guys, and mm-hmm. if you overanalyze every situation like you like you just did, sometimes you can mess over that because you're assuming too much. Right. But did I overanalyze every situation, or we just talk about the situation right here? We are. This is a fact. That's okay. a fact. And then, too, Queen Sugar. Not Queen Sugar. Lord Jesus. Which is a good <laughs> show, also written by a black woman. Um I don't want to get too stuck on something that's fictional. I want to also make sure that the but I, more of the black feminist research is kind of addressed as well. But I kind of, but I feel like this kind of, by talking about this film, we kind of talk a lot about my biases because mm-hmm. there were just a lot of things that just, it seemed like, yo, you're doing way too much. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes to, and it's, and it's interesting, and I say, even in her writing of this movie, like, yo, you're doing way too, you're doing some just dumb extra shit. Like, well, why'd you do that? And it goes back to Queen's legit character, like, yo, you're doing too much, sis. Why did you just have to do that? Like, you you wildin', like, chill. Like, the scene where the boy shoots the cop in the face, like, what was that about? So you're saying that like, if just, it was a black man, the film would have been better? I never said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not always a comparison. You, yeah, no, yeah. because you were saying yeah. that you, it was some a lot of things in the film that you didn't agree with. Then you said you found out it was written by a black black feminist which yeah. we don't know i don't know she's a black no, no. feminist. she's a feminist and she's a black woman so i assume i, I i'm guess i guess i'll make an assumption i know that's wrong based on some of the things that she's done in the bad is pretty questionable i wouldn't i don't know if that's true that she's a, a black feminist. okay but maybe i don't gotcha. know but um yeah so because but you said that based on some of the stuff that presented in the film you when she found out she was a black woman I was like, interesting. it made sense i mean black feminist mm-hmm. it made sense right mm-hmm. so now you're saying that that's what black feminism. No, no, no. Like I'm sorry. Movie. Let me clarify. I okay. said that it made it. I said it made sense. It was. I said it was interesting in that there were things that I had an issue with, and I think those kind of correlate with typically some of the behaviors I've seen that I think are also kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay. So what else in the movie? Like just like I think her depiction of people was all is always like 
was just negative and like that that scene in, in particular was really just I feel like as like and you know when you're making any kind of media or anything you need to be responsible you need to really think about the people who are watching it you know what I mean and like why would you why would you put that in the film that was not needed at all and it doesn't even make any sense actually like why did that innocent boy get up and shoot that black cop in the face mm-hmm. for no reason yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah. why would you even put that kind of stuff out there like right. what were you trying to say mm-hmm yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that part of the film. But what I do appreciate, and she's even come out and said this, that you know, black films are allowed to receive criticism. So that part, I'm not sure what she was trying to portray. I don't know why the cop was black. I don't know why the little boy. I mean, that I didn't think that scene was. Necessary. And before y'all try to get me, I didn't mean to cut you off. But if he was white, I still would have had an issue. Like, bro, you didn't have to do that. I just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You damn right, I go for half my brothers, and it and it hurts extra that you did that to one. You know what I'm saying? Especially when later in the film was a black cop that gave them the, a pass. You know what I mean? So that did rub me really, really hard, and especially with a shot to the face like that, a closed casket. That really, I just was really troubled. I, I I was so disgusted. I'm like, yo, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what is she doing? So I do want to point out something there. So it it seems like, and again, this could be assumption, and mm-hmm. it's okay if you correct me. I'm not gonna take okay. it personal, no, and, nah, we, and I'm allowed to be emotional. People are allowed we, to sit in there. That's why it's about no fucks given. Um, Speak your truth. Go ahead. You know it, what? It, what is it about every time you see a black man on screen in whatever role? Why do you internalize that specifically? Like you said, I hate to see this little boy and my brother do like again. This is a fictional story. You're not Slim. You're not those two black characters. Okay. I'm so glad you asked that because I think representation is so important and I don't think we take it serious enough. The way that you portray people, you're right, it's only fictional, but people see it and they and it creates a it creates something real for them. And I don't like the way that and I and I think that's something that um that we don't take serious enough. That we we, we do it with rap music, we do it with a lot of things. I feel like we don't take our representation serious enough. So that's that's why, and I think that um usually, and the reason why it's usually because there's white people doing it. So I understand why they can depict me in a bad way. But when we do it to ourselves, I kind of feel a, I kind of feel a way about it. And I don't think we have enough people that are intentional making real films depicting us in a real way anymore. So when we have good stuff, I I am gonna be overly critical, and I want to see us portrayed right. And I just feel like right now with all the put with the put we you know politics, police brutality is a real issue. I think we need to be careful about putting stuff out there. And, I, and, you know, like, you got to think, like, young kids watch uh, watch stuff like this, and they see that. I just thought that was kind of, th- I, I thought it was whack. I'm be honest. Straight up, I thought it was whack. That was, a, that was a low point in the movie for me. That was a real low point in the movie for me. And it's funny because I liked, you know, the part when they were walking together and, you know, they were talking about how, like, they're like Bonnie and Clyde and how they represent something. But, nah, man, I just, that was a that was a low part in the mo- movie for me. I, I was kind of disappointed with that. Mm, yeah. But um, and I don't know, and it's and you know what I think is funny. How come it's okay to let that go, but when, when when other people do do things in media that Please can be don't seen. Don't bring up no sexual assault stuff. Whoa, no, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't All gonna right. do that. That's not nothing to joke with. I was gonna say people like like Dave Chappelle. You know, when he makes jokes, people want to get so critical on everything he says. But yeah, but it's funny when other people make do stuff. May not be a joke. It may be art. However you want to interpret it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you think? Do you think it's okay to you know to give it a pass then? No, I just said she came mm-hmm. out and said she came out and stood up for all the because what happened was mm-hmm. just kind of like what you said. A lot of people had the mindset anything that's put out, black people can't criticize other black people, right? Some people do have that thought process. We can't. We're not allowed to criticize oh, no. the art or work of other black what? folks. That's crazy. And she came out and said that I want people to come and criticize my movie if it's not good. And I think that, again, Dave Chappelle is allowed to. I'm allowed not to like David Chappelle, you but are. I don't want to. Very, That's, very you got to take my black card here. Because black yeah, feminism I'm, already, people already don't want to take a black card over that. So get on the mic. Here you go. Guys, the first one on No Fucks <laughs> Given. First black card taken. Here you go. Put you in the can case. have that shit. But yeah. <laughs> so are we allowed to cuss up here? Yeah, we can do what the fuck you want. Uh-huh. It's No Fucks Given. It's all right. With a nickname. I don't want nobody. <laughs> Me that's why I'm the hip hop <laughs> professor, you know what I mean? But that's not the only reason why I'm the hip hop professor, but yeah. yeah, you know, I try to I try to protect people's identity. So usually if you got a cool social media handle or something, I'll, I'll use that. Mm-hmm. Cuz I, I definitely want to look out. But um but yeah, I mean 
Yeah, it's. I think they're both allowed. They're both. Mm-hmm. That's both art. Comedy is art. Yes. Music yes. is art. Movies are art, and we are allowed to criticize those things and say that we don't agree with it. Queen Slim mm-hmm. definitely had some problematic stuff. I didn't like that scene. I thought it was unnecessary. Okay. Um, I thought the scene at the, the end. I don't even want to say is it was dramatic because that has. I mean, we had a situation mm-hmm. that just happened I was in fucking Florida pissed when the cop just where, shot her for yeah. no reason. Like what the fuck, bro? Right, and then we just had a situation in Florida, and of course it wasn't black people included in this, but the UPS driver uh, with the whole the yeah, I heard about thing. that. Yeah, and yeah. these police officers, this is real life, police officers yeah, yeah. shot 100 bullets, I think, into yeah. a UPS van in the middle of traffic and killed this innocent guy. So, yeah, that's absolutely real. So, it, you know, I mean, I think black art is allowed to be criticized by absolutely. black people. Definitely, we can definitely. hold it to high um, standards just like we hold anything else. I would say, personally, I believe if you love something, you should criticize it. Because mm-hmm. to, to criticize something, is, I think you need to take an interest and look at it to begin with. So, that's why I'm, I'm critical. Uh, I think, and sometimes, I don't know, me personally, like I remember talking with um with a friend this summer. You know, we were having a nice conversation. And I told him, I said, sometimes when I look at society right now, I, I wonder about where we're going and what the what the plight even still remains. Because it, it just seems like we're creating so many subgroups and genres that it's like we're watering down what used to be a strong directional thing. I, I don't know. Sometimes I get worried, like, is the... Is the direction getting lost? Like, are, are we forgetting? Mm-hmm. What you know, do you mean? Like, you know, so, for example, in, in, in the black community, we're fractured, I feel like, nowadays. We're mm-hmm. fractured. We're getting fractured by, we have classism dividing. You know, those, the, the haves or, and the have-nots, mm-hmm. uh, there's a bigger spread happening there. Which black feminism fights? Classism. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, and, a, and, you know, black feminism also goes a lot with, um, with again, the educated. I feel like we don't. I f- uh, and, and that's why being a hip hop professor is important to me because mm-hmm. as, as I continue to get my education, I'm not forgetting about those that those are with me when I wasn't so educated in those mm-hmm. spaces that I used to occupy. Absolutely. You know, I will not I will not forget about them. But I feel like a lot of us that get educated do mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of us. Y'all get y'all go off to college, you get that degree and you never come back home. And a lot of shit you say refines it. Not you, not mm-hmm. you, Willie. But some of y'all listening to me, you know who you are. A lot of shit you be saying shows you ain't been home since you graduated high school, bro. Sis, y'all have you not been home. Yeah. You, you know, you continue. And, I, and I'm happy that we succeed. But mm-hmm. it's like I was saying, um, even as because, you know, I'm doing school counseling as well. As well as, um, you know, as get, trying to get more become a therapist myself. I noticed the kids, they have so much. And I, I always say this back then. We did so much with so little. Today, we're doing so little with so much. It's like we're taking leaps, but we're forgetting how to walk. Mm-hmm. You know, like kids can tell you all this quantum physics and all that, but they can't even say, hello, how you're doing, and have mm-hmm. a conversation. Absolutely. And I and I guess I think um, when I when I think about all these, these sub, you know, black women are doing excellent. Brothers are struggling, and the struggle is getting worse and worse for us. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just feel like, it's almost um it, it's almost engineered that this is in in white supremacy's favor to see black women shine and mm-hmm. let their shine dwindle the black men because sometimes it looks like people are trying to pit us together and I feel like movements like from what I've seen and what I've assumed is black feminism mm-hmm. almost promote that agenda. Mm. What have you seen? I mean let me think about it. You know, I try to forget shit like that. So. And I don't want to be one of those people who be like, prove it, right? I yeah, hate yeah, when yeah, people nah, do that. Not, like, I don't I'm, want people to sit here and have me with her off a hundred examples of how black feminism improves stuff. Like, all right, but, I'll, give you, I'll give you something casual. Like, I remember um, like sports. The sports is a big one. I remember mm-hmm. um, ESPN has done a, I guess, you know, I think they've done a good job. They're definitely becoming more diverse. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot more female representation on the network. Um but I, it almost feels like sometimes I feel like why I want to celebrate you achieving, and I it, and I would love if you could celebrate me achieving. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a a competition. Facts. I feel like we're we're in this mentality that it's always got to be if I have you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, Crabs in a barrel. Type yeah, of thing. you know, like I remember. Well, I think it was last season. Um, the WNBA they were like really present on ESPN, and they were always campaigning about equal pay in sports. And I'm like, why are y'all, and even um, and Monique, it was around, this, they were both happening at the same time. Like, Monique mm-hmm. was on her shit about, mm-hmm. you know, she need more money, and she started diamond out. Like, everybody was getting what they was getting. And I'm like, yo, why can't you campaign about what you need without mentioning me? Like, why you got to bring up what hip-hop professors getting because you not getting? Why you doing that? Why Just, not? 
because you're not you're not me. Like you don't do what I do, so don't talk about me. Like, but again, get you. and I think I'm glad you brought up those two examples because mm-hmm. that does sound a lot like where black feminism started, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing again is similar to that black liberation movement, and you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. The black liberation movement focused on again, bringing up the black male and then consider that black women have individual needs. So the thing about Monique, not individual needs, but how they have that sexism and racism in itself. The thing about Monique is she is, you think about the queens of comedy, kings of comedy, Monique has been around for a long time. Yes, she has. She absolutely, they, that little itty bitty salary they gave her was fucked up. And it wasn't so much that the black men didn't had the higher salary. It was specifically that Amy Schumer lady who yeah. you've ever listened to. It's not that funny. She had got like uh, millions of dollars compared to Monique's $1 million. So I think it was okay to say in itself that, yes, Netflix, you absolutely undercut me by offering me this small salary. And how else? Why, how else will you come with your argument without saying these and these people have had this happen to them and it's not fair? And it's, and again, because you only have that one marginalized identity that you're black, it can be difficult to see that how sexism also plays a part in how black women are oppressed. So can I can I interject here? So mm-hmm. and we can actually and I can actually use Dave Chappelle in the NBA and how you should not, and the WNBA definitely should not even look at the NBA because, number one, the WNBA has only been around since, what, 96? The NBA has been around since 1954. I'm probably wrong. Y'all listening, Google, correct me. It's all love. Thank you. So how are you going to compare 40-something years of work? And by the way, when the NBA first started, those brothers were still working day jobs. That's why Pee Wee Kirkland stayed in the street and never went to the NBA Mm -hmm. because he was making more money doing that. So... Y'all have not been around for they maybe They were allowed 30. to do that first, right? Hmm? They were allowed to do that first. They were allowed to do what? Why do you think the NBA was founded before the WBA? Because it was men. <laughs> it's, it's just like we talked about on the way here. We were talking about like, how things happen first. That's like wh- white people can make the argument that they did something first. Yeah, because y'all oppressed everybody else first. And again, it's the patriarchy. The patriarchy put men before women. And somehow well, the black you, community can, I ask you a question? can uphold I ask you a question? that. Do you watch basketball? I do. Do you do you enjoy watching it? It's all right. I prefer to watch it live versus on TV. Which do you prefer to watch live? Basketball. Men's basketball or women's basketball? I watch men's basketball sometimes. And I'd rather watch it in person, but because I'm not buying NBA tickets, I might watch it on so TV. I but got, I don't watch either or. So if so I have tickets here right to person. go to a game, which would you prefer? Would you rather go to NBA game or a WNBA, a WNBA game? I'd rather go to NBA game because Why? I probably see more celebrities there. Okay, so all right, never mind. It's you know, it's not. A, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my thing but, is, I get exactly what you're saying. You're right. The WNBA is not as like, popular, but why? Why? Because they're Think not. Think about as, that whole. You want, you want me to tell you the real truth? Because they're just not as talented. Straight up fact. Nobody in the WNBA has a 50 inch vertical. Yes, you're t- now you're talking about again physical, but right? The, but but right. think about how but you have to. That's just one. No, thing. but this so is my issue Monique, with black with think feminine. About Monique, well, this is, this though. Is, right, think the about Monique. Monique though. Monique not participating in no physical thing. Right, so, she so, participating so, more so on what she knows. So then why does she get less? And Monique than men doesn't have a, a white she doesn't woman. have a Dave Chappelle show. She's done nothing. Her, her her resume does not line up with a Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm sorry. She's been in a lot of movies. She though. has been in a and lot again, of movies. And you know what? She might not have had those opportunities because she's a woman. And guess what I would tell you? I, she's been in a lot of movies, so maybe she should go to Netflix for a movie deal, not a stand-up deal. And maybe she'd get more money because she is a great actress. I just think that, again, and this is why the black feminine, being a black feminist mm-hmm. is so difficult. And I feel like mm-hmm. I get so much pushback from black men specifically now, because y'all don't see. Now, wait, and I'm wait. saying y'all because I just had not have. You're not the only black man I've I, had this I'm conversation fine, with. Fine. It's all right. It's all right. Is y'all mm-hmm. don't see how being so. a male is privilege. You no, I do see how being a male is privileged because and, um, you know, I couldn't imagine pushing something through my um through through my not penis hole to give life. So I um I, I definitely understand that. But and you know what, the Monique thing is probably a little bit more complicated, but the NBA one is not. The right, NBA one you, is not. But, but it's still these women are out here receiving. Even if you don't think these women are not talented, because you're right, they don't have testosterone. I didn't say they're not talented. As I said talented they're not as. because they don't have testosterone. Okay, they can't jump as high because they don't have testosterone. But if that's what Again, we love they, the game, they, they what you mean? It. Like I, you know but what I mean? But what I was about to say is, go ahead, go ahead. you really think as hard as these women's work, 
physically mm-hmm. exhaustion on their body. You still get beat up as an athlete, regardless I do. I if do. you got tes- testosterone in your body or I not. Do. I you do. think they should be out here making forty G's? I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I These did not salaries, say that. I did not say the salaries. Do you see what you you do? You, you do this a lot, by the way. Right. I said they shouldn't get equal, and now I didn't say that they don't deserve more pay. They just don't deserve equal pay. Okay. There's a difference there. And number one, because their business model, you, they don't even drive the profits to even support equal pay. That's another and it's thing. it's kind of like you said, because it's newer. So maybe if, once they continue to develop their business mindset or business model, maybe the, at some point their pay will go up. And I think it's just... But to say that they're new, black people are new compared to white folks. No, black people are not new compared masters. to white folks. Because like, we, <laughs> we was doing things before slavery, and we the ones took them out of the cave, so no, we're not new. So, we just I mean, don't know. We just got to learn it in more. America. White people have an advantage because they were rarely ever, they weren't at the bottom. So they could say that, oh, of course, white people are more successful because they don't have money longer, which is not fair. It's unearned privileged. Uh, I, I hear you. I, I don't I don't think it's that simple um, because black people have shown like when we initially got out of slavery, how quickly we can we can take the upper hand and dominate when we work together. I think a lot of times. A lot of rhetoric gets lost because everybody doesn't know all the true history. They just know that little bullshit you get in your social studies class, and a lot of us don't really go seek the truth of our, our you know, ourselves. But um, but to say I don't know, like I, the, my thing is sexism is very much a thing, and regardless of whether black men think they have privilege or not, they contribute to black women not being as successful because of the sexism. And it's not even about success. If you think about intimate partner violence, which is another big part of black feminism, intimate partner violence are higher in communities of color, especially black communities. Why? Because the patriarchy, the white supremacy is the root cause of all that as well. So if you wanna learn how to protect men and women and children, like I think you mentioned earlier, it's gotta, you gotta recognize, black men have to start recognizing that Sexism is a very real is a very real thing. I think sometimes, um, because I work in education, so I, I remember I was telling someone in, in an interview I, I did at school um, about how you know my class, for example, in, in my cohort, there's 25 people. I, I break down the demographics: black men, myself, and one other gentleman, white men, one gentleman, one Asian woman, one Hispanic woman, uh, uh, Afri- a Nigerian woman who's also from Canada. So international and a black woman from Durham. Everyone else is white. Okay. Um, so I remember um, I experienced a, a microaggression. Um, I've experienced a lot of them actually, but um, I was told that I was intimidating the class. Mm-hmm. I was told that I was bullying. That I was um, dominating. You know all you know this this terminology because I take up space and I was mm-hmm. like I think it's really interesting that I'm taking up space when I'm the minority here on so many levels, it's really, it's hard for me to believe that you're telling me I'm privileged when it's one man here to 18 women. No, I was more than 18 women, right? It's it's actually 22, you know, when I, when I include all, all, all demographics. Um, and in education itself, mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. a woman-driven field. It so is. I, so I say in my bubble, um, professionally, mm-hmm. privileged, I, I I actually feel that I feel differently. And when I used to work in higher ed, I kind of felt like sisters don't really look out like that. Um, now, I do know I, I do know one, actually. Mm-hmm. I know a sister that, that did try to look out for me, you know, at LaGuardia Community College. I won't I won't say her name, but, um, you know, and you know what it is? It's older women, too, man. I love older, especially older black women, man. Older black women really, I feel like they really look out for us. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I and this they and do. I they and definitely I, look out for black men. They do, they do. Mm-hmm. They it's like they they hold us down. Um, I feel like as we've gotten successful, that gets lost, you know, like because I guess as as you get more educated, you get more aware. And I think we look at those struggles too much, and we don't see the whole picture, which is what I was trying to get to when I'm saying, like, look at my play as a black male trying to you know get in the education. You're mm-hmm. the gatekeeper. You're always there. I always see a black. I've been in so many interviews yeah, where I saw a lot Absolutely. of black women in my field, but. Mm-hmm. I know me and a lot of brothers, we're not getting in. Nope. It's like um, I got to really – I probably have to change myself to, to fit that mode to get in, which is why I ended up leaving higher ed and I'm trying to, you know, get back into education and, and eventually counseling because, you know, I feel like I have to do my own thing because mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not accepted and it hurts me. So at the same time, if we were now in, on Wall Street, you know, working in finance – 
oh shit, yeah, there is a lot of privilege there, and there's a whole lot of shit that goes down that I know ain't right, Absolutely. and I and I and, and I and I acknowledge that, yes, mm-hmm. and I and I will say in those spaces we need to do a lot better, okay. but again, I think a lot of times when we're having these conversations, we don't know who we're talking to, like because my scope is education. If you if you just meet me and start you know browbeating me with privilege, I'm like, yo, are you serious? I'm always marginalized. Chill right. out. But you talk to one of these, these stockbrokers or something, yeah, that's some shit that they need to hear. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not to say that I don't need to hear it too, because we all need a reminder of yeah. what our duties are. It's just um, I'll, I I guess for me in particular, I think that's why I always I kind of feel a little bit away when it comes to you know feminism black feminism you know these topics and why i've always sided with womanism i just kind of felt like Again. it's it just seemed it just seemed pretty yes and i understand overlap it just seemed pretty divisive to me and i think too i think what you're saying is is it makes so much sense because it is it is difficult having conversations with black men specifically because if you and it's the same thing and i and i only say white people because this is the only example i have to use it's cool it's the same thing with poor white people they don't see their privilege either they don't see the privilege that they have just by being white. Uh, and sometimes black man. men can be find it difficult to have, um, to recognize you still have privilege. I want to, I think, so that's actually something that I've, I've really looked at and I, I sympathize. And I, I, with I don't know white how, people? With a poor white person. Because the ignorance, ignorance is bliss. You know what I'm saying? I pity the fool. I really do. Because they're, cause they're struggling too. They ain't got shit. You know right, what I'm saying? But and they're so still white, so they right. don't have to face certain issues. Right, but mm-hmm. but again, you don't see how you can tell somebody that ain't got shit to like be thankful or like who you know what I mean? Like it it literally goes back to I feel like they probably see it the way I saw it when I only viewed it through my scope in education. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me as a black man that I'm privileged in education. I'm probably I think I will say this bottom of the totem specifically pole. to the older black women who, who uplift you. Mm-hmm. It, it's to me that speaks a lot to that very um, respectability politics where the man is first so that's probably why those older black women do uplift you which is great <laughs> but um, I'm thinking about and, and then you see, you'll see this as you go on once you um, become a counselor and all that stuff and when you see with the pay even thinking about pay so women are highly in education highly in um, counseling helping uh-huh. professions once you start get ready to go out here and you know navigate that field specifically mm-hmm. and get pay, you'll see that it's an unequal balance. Why is it that what like science, technology, math, things like that pay outweigh so much as it relates to education? And I still think is that sexism piece mm-hmm. is certain fields produce more income. Yeah. Because of the sexism, but you know, pe- teachers are the one out here doing the hard work. Educators out here doing the hard work. Higher education counselors out here doing mm-hmm. the hard work. I mean, education know? in general is, is yeah. definitely underpaid. So it, it, it's, it's related a lot to sexism. And I think it's too, it's kind of like what we talked about, what we talked about in the past, like micro, macro versus micro dream, right? I don't feel like as a black woman, when I'm talking about black feminism, a lot of the concepts, I have not necessarily directly experienced those things, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that I have been in the, I have been in a work environment though where people perceive me as intimidating because I'm a black woman or uh, it's one of the things I have a hard time with at my job is people wanting to be all in my business and I have to constantly tell them that I don't I don't have to be that vulnerable mm. with you and tell you my business. And I, you haven't provided me with trust. You haven't provided me with advocacy. You're just being nice. But I don't always, I don't have never experienced intimate partner violence. That doesn't mean that intimate partner violence isn't higher for black women just because I haven't experienced intimate part of violence right so mm-hmm. it's the same thing with you i'm hearing that you don't you have an experience you don't sound like you've experienced this privilege as it relates to education but it doesn't mean that still being a man doesn't grant you some type of privilege in america <laughs> it's just hard to see it when you're sitting where i'm at but i, I hear you mm-hmm. i mean i feel like if i feel like what you're saying is kind of like it's a pity party like I got a little bit more than you but we all in the shit into the stick but my shit in is a little is not as shitty as yours so your privilege. Why like, it's so easy for you to to empathize with these poor white people? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who said it was easy? Who said it was easy? <laughs> you just said I you did can not understand them. But I can yet understand them. Clear, clear. Word. Hold on, hold on. Stop, stop. This is no fuck is given. So let's be clear. What did I say? What did I say? Repeat what you just said because you, you said, said it was so easy. I can sympathize. I can with sympathize poor with white them. people. Right. But where but did I say that it was easy for me? Understand why black feminism is a thing. You can't understand why black feminism was fighting in the black liberation movement while also trying to get rights for women. White women ignored them were racist. Black men got stuck on gender roles and e-centering the black man 
And that's why the movement was created in the first place. And what about the <laughs> and what about the historical references that talked about how a lot of these movements got into the black family and broke it up? How they talked about how like there were policies made that encouraged black women to get the men out their houses, which is where a lot of yes, stuff spiked from. Absolutely, black that that's after black feminism started. You're talking specifically about what well, I'm just assuming. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You talk about like the welfare system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was it Ronald Reagan? Maybe his administration was the one who implemented those things. And you're right, even to this day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what's that guy named Wilder to this day? But um, even currently, women are in these households, in these poverty households, or like in the projects and stuff, they don't recommend you can't have a man in your house. They only want you to be a woman to continue to stay on the system, to still get these benefits and stuff. You can't be in a two-parent household. Mm. Right? But they're not doing anything to give people jobs. They're not doing any job training. They're not creating jobs for folks. So they're mm. making them continue to stay on the system year after year. And you're right, not educating a two-parent um, family. Mm. So It's I funny. You said something about respectability politics, and you said that a lot of those women teach you to that the man comes first. Mm-hmm. But you ever ask a man if a man teaches his son that a woman comes first? What if both parties teach each other the same so that we know how to respect each other and in a relationship? That's what you should be doing. You should be putting your spouse. But if that's true, mm-hmm. intimate partner violence wouldn't be as high as it would. But how do you know those people that are in those intimate in those in those relationships aren't getting healthy aren't getting that that healthy message? Maybe that's why they're so violent and unstable. They're not. I've I've navigated in this in my work that I've done again, I've been mm-hmm. only doing been doing higher education for about three years now. But because of my what I my job at I've the institution yeah, again, <laughs> I guess we're doing a competition, but I'm not I'll sure mess with you. I just had to was, mess with you. But my role uh, was specifically uh, talking about healthy uh, relationships. And in every uh, college, you can go to any college, mm-hmm. hell, even this college, sexual assault is high as heck. Oh, this yes, is mainly is. white yes. people. Mm-hmm. Is that consent. People don't understand the concept of consent. Yeah, I was actually so talking to someone So I know that this, yeah. they're not getting educated mm-hmm. in their homes. I've, I just saw an article the other earlier today that said that raising sons in the Me Too movement is is hard. So it's like... It's hard to tell your son to ask for consent, to check in. Like, mm. come on now. No, and no, again. no. Well, I, I feel like I didn't read the article, but I feel like there's more to it than that. I don't think when someone says that, I don't think it's just it ain't that simple. Like, I'm not. I know some people like to drag it, but I'm going I'm to go out here and I'm going to hope. I, I hope it. I hope as hell. We don't think you don't think when a man says it's hard, it's all about consent. It's the Me Too era is hard because these people, they try to... publicly held responsible for things that they did. That's not what I'm saying. Like, y'all keep doing this, man. Yes, that's right. Hold people responsible. It's just me and you talking today. It is me and you, but what you're saying is you're you're, you're, you're echoing things that that I constantly hear. I'm not just talking about that, though. I'm talking about... Everything. Whenever somebody says any says something, it's almost like we've gotten too damn sensitive. And there are topics I will and I will say, yes, there are some things that we overlooked. We've really fucked up on that. And we need to take a lot more serious. Yes. Women's in in the part of violence. That's a that's a travesty. You damn right. We all know somebody that's doing it. And it needs. And it's not. And it's not. Um, It's not. Um, Yeah. And I, I think that, again, people, just think about the, the I, I really want to focus on black people. That's who I care the most about. That's who I extend the grace bucket to. That's who I, who I let argue with me time and time again and still say, I'm still going to fight now, for you, sis. The thing, I'm still going to fight for you, bro, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you try to. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about know, anybody yeah, who yeah, disagrees yeah. with the black feminist mm-hmm. movement. I'm still going to fight for black people. I'm like Wale. I'm with everybody black. Regardless. But my thing specifically when it comes to intimate partner violence is black households are so, what I've seen is so rooted in, I don't know why, Christianity to the point where you can't have candid conversations in your household about sex. You can't even talk about sex. So it's it's no, only only message you get with sex is telling the girls, don't be fast, don't wear this, and telling the boys, don't get nobody pregnant. But are y'all talking about sex though? Are you telling well, your children to act? I don't sex? know if the, no, I, I don't think not. we're having conversations about don't wear this because what 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 uh what I what I what I see on a regular basis is, is deeply concerning. Um, this is college, so this uh, is the first I'm a, time I'm at a kids, high school, so well you know the high school that you work at. The kids, I feel like the kids there can and it's not just my high school. It's not just my high school because mm-hmm. I've taught other schools too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 parenting in general. We're letting they're letting these they're letting them just do just do what they want and which is fine. So what? What 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 does them having on? What does it got to do with anything? I I, get, I don't know. For me, I, that's that's interesting to me. I don't. I guess. Yeah, it sounds a lot of like respectability politics, <laughs> which is very based uh, in gender roles, how you dress, 
how you talk, which goes back to the education piece that you just mentioned. I think it's easy People to say that. People think that, that I, I feel like politics, if you get, if you're educated, you're allowed to You know what I really think? Platform. I feel like, I feel like we do a lot of, we get educated and we make all these terms to try to make everything okay. Instead of just want to be responsive, like, yo, you know, you're doing something wrong. Like, respectability my ass your little daughter does not need to be coming out the house in spaghetti string bikini tops why why but not what the fuck like cause we Cause if what's gonna happen if she got that on who said something was gonna happen it's but not always about what's going on if she has that on or not what does it matter to you how about that what about how, how you see yourself why does everything always gotta be about but why it's not does about, it matter that she has that on how who's that affecting it ain't, it's not a it's it's how it's how you want to it's how you want to uh, to me it's character of how you want to show yourself I right guess. it's how people cool. choose to treat you based on what you got on i didn't right? say anything about treating them see you keep you keep trying to you keep trying to fit things into an agenda nice try but that's not what i, I was saying it, what i'm hearing is and and again i haven't listened to every single episode that you had but i thought i was invited here to educate you more about black feminism and it seems like you want to go back and forth with me about different issues we were talking All about I'm stuff saying is and you is it doesn't matter what somebody has on they deserve to be treated with respect and i never That's said it. but and how did i say that it didn't but you said they let their little daughters out here with spaghetti strap shirts on but so you're what? saying but but no but what i don't like is i feel like you're saying that me making that statement is, is transitioning to that's why something bad happened to them which is not where i was but, going well, okay well explain where you were going then if you don't mind i'm just talking about you know what and maybe it's i guess i'm privileged i came from the two family household just about you know your parents and how you like present yourself in the world what about the pride that you like i put my image together like just like the hip-hop professor this is this is the image that i created mm-hmm. i looked at my father my uncles you know you know certain men certain men that i've that i've learned and research about i looked at that and i embodied that and that's why i dress the way i dress okay. i know i don't dress like a lot of people mm-hmm. you know i could never wear my jeans all tight and skinny and pull down so my boxes look out mm-hmm. i think that is just as dumb as the overly as the, the damn spandex every single day in the, in the crazy shirts i think those boys can be criticized just as much i guess i don't get the opportunity to talk about it because that conversation doesn't come up, and maybe that's again sexism, but why does that privilege, clothing, what does and that all that. Doesn't have to do with anything. I just, I, I just, I just, I just wonder about how people resent themselves this day, and it's not just the clothing; it's a lot of it overlaps the clothing, the behavior. Like we were talking about hip hop at this brunch today, and unfortunately, I don't know if you heard, but there's a young man that recently passed away. Um, I did hear it. I really, saw it on really, media. really, really tragic. Um, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I'm not that familiar with his music. Me, I don't know. Um, I heard that he was very uh, melodic, they said, but you could see that he was deeply troubled and something was going on. And somebody was like, yo, I don't nobody do nothing. And I said, I'm going to tell you why, because they don't have friends anymore. They just got niggas around them. You know, if you watch my last episode, mm-hmm. my boy talked about how I was a little wild in college, but I was always secure. If I got too and crazy, they always took care of me. And they also checked me and let me know when I was out of pocket. We protected each other. They don't do that anymore. When I was growing up, also, the rappers were a lot of drug dealers. Now, oh, the rappers are a lot of drug users. They used drugs back then, too. I didn't, no, no, I didn't say they didn't. I didn't say they didn't. But there's a difference in what they were putting out there. You know, granted, misogynistic in rap then mm-hmm. as well. They're misogynistic in rap. I mean, it's <laughs> massage. Whatever. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, you know what? You can you can look at things, and I think you can always you know find some negativity, something if you choose to. What are you What are you looking for? You know. Um, I can't help it. They say f this beat, this whole all that stuff. I mean, I can't help it if it's right there. I'm not looking for it. I'm um, just listening. That's yeah. what comes up. And that, and and you listen, and that's and that's what sticks out to you the most. That's not. I listen to hip hop music. You can <laughs> again. I didn't get to talk that much about black feminism because I had to prove why it's not I as important to womanism for about twenty minutes. But even if you think about some of the new age black feminism, like Roxanne Gay, Morgan Jenkins, people like that, they really try to get away from that respect to politics, respectability politics type of mindset. And in the black feminist book, and it's another book I read called When Chicken Heads. What is it? Chicken Heads Come Home to Roost. They talked about being fans of hip hop music, even though it does perpetuate misogyny. So I absolutely like I I like hip hop music. Heck, I like Future Future, but Homeboy is problematic. And that's just as a woman, as a black woman, me choosing to listen to this this genre understands that it's going to be some misogyny behind it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it, it's just it can, it can get annoying. Like if every time we vibe, you know, you listening to music, that's misogynistic. That's that. That's that. Like yo, come on, man. Like 
When have I done it? No, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying you have. I'm saying there are people like out there. Like you go to spaces and you know you're listening to something, you vibing, having a good time, and they just want to. Oh my God, this is that. Like yo, relax. You just went to go see a movie and was up there criticizing how a black feminist wrote it. I watched it. I watched the movie afterwards, and I don't do that for every movie. I didn't like the character. Right. right. It's again like we just talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely okay for somebody to criticize black art. It's okay for me to say a song is 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 um is misogynistic as heck and still go to a kickback or a party or something and they mm-hmm. playing that song and come on the radio. Heck, I don't rock with Chris Brown like that. But that song, um, what is it? I forgot what that song with him and Drake. That's my yeah. jam. Got some nice lyrics in there. I be tweeting them on Twitter. Tweeted some yesterday. Okay. But I mean, yeah. But he's problematic. He is problematic. Yes, absolutely. But anyway, so so can I? I really want to get to just talking about just black feminism and how black men can. Because you mentioned about how black men can um, protect women and children. We're gonna have to be quick because we are running out of studio time, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just got please, a couple of things. Go so ahead, go ahead. Let's hear. I it. want to say the thing about black feminism, black feminism is I don't expect black men specifically to show up and say I'm a black feminist. Like, plus two, if, if I feel like your mindset is not where mine is, or you haven't really deeply been rooted in the research, I don't want people like that to say I'm a black feminist. So, so you don't have to do that. But I think what Check. black men can do is kind of just hold each other accountable. So if you hear language that can be perceived as abusive, especially in their relationships. Um, can you give me some examples? You don't have to use the B word. We know that. Yeah, the B word is one of them. But just thinking about if you're hearing a man say say misogynistic y'all type language. It's going to be funny with this B word, though. Like, because y'all be like, yes, B, y'all, And again, bad. you're saying y'all, but I'm talking about what black feminism do. Because it's, it's a bunch of black women who will sit up here and argue with me about black feminism so, as well. So let me ask you this. Should I uh, be like, ma'am, um, with all due respect, I don't believe we should refer to our sisters or queens in, in that manner. She's and every a, black woman is, wasn't derived from queens either. Some of us were farmers. Field workers. Um. <laughs> but anyway, when I think about I black feminism and talk about men specifically, I just want All them right. to, if you really want to help black feminism, just the smallest point is, number one, just holding other brothers accountable, like, for respecting women. And it, mm. and holding him accountable is not saying he's not a man. He's He is a man. He's using his male privilege to be abusive in that situation, in that relationship. So I just think that men can just start by holding one another accountable. Again, I'm not asking a black man to be like, oh, I'm about to be a black feminist. That's fine. Don't do that. I don't really care. <laughs> but just hold each other accountable. I think that's just the, just gotcha. the basics for me. Um, and respecting women in general would just be the basics for me. Mm. Okay. Do you, what, do you guys, um, do black feminists ever talk about any of the problematic, toxic behavior in women? Yeah. Okay. And I and I any uh, it, let me tell you something. Tell Some me. of the things that I that black women do mm-hmm. to me is stuff that they's internalized. I feel like um, it's definitely some internalized things, but I absolutely do that, and I hold people, I hold everybody accountable. Just just curious, just curious. <laughs> like I do. Just curious, just hoping I'm not the only one. My family, okay. everybody, <laughs> <laughs> anybody. People be, I've been in these places, spaces where it's not even a, it's not a, a um, session or nothing. Folks just be like, dang, Whitley, you ever take off work? Nope. I always try to be a black feminist all the time. Mm-hmm. I always use any chance for advocacy that I can. I try to, I try to use it. Gotcha. I mean, like I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying my best to really just try to reach out there, man, and, and be a better brother to everyone. Um, I like, I think. The, I think one of the last things that Malcolm X said when he, when he created when he separated from Nation of Islam and he tried to to branch out to the whole community he talked a lot about um you know with religion you know we can leave that at home you're around you can you be be who you are but we can still come together and that's just kind of my theory with all these theologies we need to get to a point where we can learn to coexist you know and be together um because everybody's struggling at this point and it and it just seems like it's just getting worse because it seems we're all looking so hard at our own individual plights that we're, we're forgetting about the other. So um, I guess we're getting short on time here. Um, <laughs> we, may need to, we, may, we may need to continue this conversation. We may need to continue this conversation. Yeah, I didn't get to say some stuff. So. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I do apologize, but, um, yeah, we, we're, we're, about, we're about at our, our usually hour time. Um, 
Thanks for thanks for like I said, thanks for giving me the opportunity to express um, these things. I think that again, if you want to learn more about Black feminism, um, some good people just to start with are Roxanne Gay, um, Morgan Jenkins. Um, I follow this lady on Twitter called Feminista Jones. These people are really good at just talking about Black feminism and like just the work that's going on currently um, as it relates to that. I bet, yo, definitely, man. Maybe one of these days we can we we could do another conversation. We can talk about uh, toxic masculinity. Uh, it's one of my uh, favorite things. Yeah, so. I'm. Uh, I know that this this is gonna sound horrible, but I don't like talking about toxic masculinity <laughs> with women. I think that's a men's conversation. Just like I don't think men should talk about women's behaviors because not, we're not women. What type of women's behaviors? Um, y'all, there's a lot of toxic women behaviors. Like for example, um, women you'll say that I'll, I'll over talk you, but women have a habit of over talking, like talk for links, like dominate space as well, which is why you end up getting over talk sometimes because you don't give a man a chance to interject. Okay. And because I'm privileged and I got base, I can do that. But you, you asked know. me the question or something. I'm just I was just you giving you I was. I see you about to get You going over time? Yo, hey y'all, y'all appreciate it. No fucks given. <laughs> Another one at y'all, right? Peace.